you're listening to On the Sidelines with Michael Adams. What is going on, everybody? It is September the 21st in the year 2023. I am your host, Michael Adams, and we have got a hell of a show for you tonight. Um, it is Westlake, like Travis Week here in Austin, probably the one of the more prominent games around the area. And um, yeah, it's it's a pretty big game. I've been to quite a few of these. I've covered some and um, we have a special guest later on in the show with uh, my good friend, Jay Plotkin, who has covered all six, 17 of these games. So we're heading into the 18th meeting. So Jay will join us a little better. We're going to talk about our experiences and um, some of his favorite games and the big names that have played in this game, which is very distinguished, uh, mind you. There's been a lot. This is a historic rivalry, and, you know, it's only 18-some years old. It started in 2006, and, you know, it, it it's a who's who of high school football in Austin, Texas. So, you know, we'll talk about that. And, you know, those names also include, like, Baker Mayfield, um, Ryan Swoop, Nick Foles, Justin Tucker. You know, that's just the tip of the iceberg. But... Yeah, uh, well, so we'll talk about that. Um, that's up coming up later in the show. We're gonna talk some volleyball. There's a if you're not paying attention, and you know it, it's hard because there's like I don't know, volleyball doesn't get like the notoriety that says football does or basketball or anything like that. But I'm telling you something. I've you know covered sports in this area for oh Jesus, 15 years now, I think. And I'm here to tell you, there's some good volleyball that goes on if you haven't been paying attention. And right now in District 26 6A, which is the big district with um, Westlake, like Travis, Dripping Springs, there is a dogfight at the top. Um, last night I went out to watch uh, Lake Travis play Dripping Springs. It's my second week in a row watching Dripping Springs play. And um, I mean, Dripping Springs is just like the top tier program defending state champions um really solid team well coached uh coach michael king does a very good job with those girls and you know just a real rich history and and tradition out there dripping springs and you know they're putting this district with westlake who is has a very high volleyball pedigree lake travis who also has a very high pedigree um and now and here comes austin high who is arguably the fourth best team in the district, but would be the district leader in any other district in this area. They're at fourth place. And last night they swept Westlake. So it's kind of a dogfight right now. Lake Travis did end up beating Dripping Springs, which, you know, I kind of expected that. They played earlier in the year and Dripping won that match, or West or Lake Travis won that match two to one. Um, Dripping needed five sets last week to beat Westlake. And, you know, there were moments where they looked really good. And then there were moments where they looked really young. And, you know, their sophomore outside hitter, Henley Anderson, is just, um, she's probably one of the best volleyball players I've seen in a long time. Uh, she's tall. She's pow- She's got power behind her hits. She's a very good court presence. I mean, she's, she's a good volleyball player. And she's going to be something really special. She's only a sophomore, so... You know, a lot of time to grow, a lot of time to really, you know, just keep improving. So you're going to see, I think she's going to be a name you're going to recognize later on down the road. 
But Lake Travis, man, they just played sound volleyball last night. It was I I, I called uh, talked to Coach Brandis Bourne, who I knew from my days way back in the statesman and uh when i worked for the statesman and i was there when she came on she came on in like 2016 <clears throat> took over for jennifer kazmierski and this is where it all came full circle um jennifer's daughter casey is a senior setter on this team this year but um you know i told brandis after the game or Chris born after the game i was like that was near flawless volleyball i don't think i've seen volleyball like that for in a year where you were almost played flawlessly and you know, I think that makes a big difference, or that was kind of the difference in the game is Lake Travis played flawless, Dripping Springs did not. But there are four teams in that district right now that are just ungodly good. And, you know, I put together rankings last week, and in those rankings we had, I think, Dripping Springs. Dripping Springs was the top team in that ranking. Lake Travis was two. Um, round or uh, Westlake was three, Round Rock was four, and Austin High was five. So after last night, if you would ask me, now there's Friday games going on too, and, you know, Lake Travis's gauntlet isn't over yet. They got Westlake on Friday, and then they turn around and travel to Austin High on Tuesday. So a couple good, really interesting matchups there. But Austin High comes out, sweeps Westlake. Lake Travis beats Dripping Springs, almost sweeps them. And now you've got a big shake up there at the top. And, you know, Round Rock, I know, is a good volleyball team. But are they one of the best four? You don't, I can't answer that question. That's a, that's, a, that's a question that I think would need to be settled on a volleyball court. But, you know, you have these four teams in a district that are just going to dogfight it out. Um, you know, the first half of district's over on Friday for this district. The second half of district starts next Tuesday. We'll know a little bit more after next week how the playoff situation is going to look because, you know, if Lake Travis can go through sweep Austin High, the, no worried about a tiebreaker there. But you still have to play Dripping Springs at Dripping Springs and at Westlake in the second round of district. Friday's game with Westlake, is at, which is the first meeting, is at uh, Cavalier Gym at Lake Travis while the said football game is going to be going on so traffic over at lake travis high school is going to be a nice um what do they call that armageddon in a way <laughs> so you're going to have um it's going to be a big mess over there but you know some good volleyball if you can go catch it before the football game it's you know i think lake travis you know i was talking to casey uh Kazimierski after the game um for a story that i wrote on her and carrying the family legacy, the Kazmierski family legacy, because Jennifer was one of Lake Travis's. I mean, she, Julie Green put Lake Travis on the map. Jennifer took over for Julie after 2010, won a state championship in 2011, went 50 and 0, and then just carried that legacy on. I mean, she carried that, she built that program, you know, took the foundation that Julie Green put, Jennifer put that program on the map. And then Brandis took over when Jennifer left in 2000, after 2015 season. And so I was talking to Casey, who grew up. She was, I think, five when her mom was, um, you know, coaching. She was, you know, five when her mom won the state title. And I asked her, I said, you know, what is it like being, you know, knowing what your mom accomplished here? And, you know, what is it like? And Casey was like, 
she looked at me and she said, she goes, it's all surreal. It's like I, I, you know, I grew up playing in the bleachers and now I'm on the court. And, you know, it's kind of the, I think, and, you know, we started talking about the team. And Lake Travis, I believe, has probably one of the best volleyball teams. And they've had some really good ones over the years. But they've probably got one of the best volleyball teams they've had since 2011. So, good team to watch in the playoffs. I think Dripping's going to be a team to be messed, not, to, not to be messed with in the playoffs. Westlake is good. They're a very solid team. Austin High is sneaky good. Uh, you know, it's going to be fun. If you're, one of, if you're a volleyball fan, you should really pay attention to that district um, coming up. Um, quickly after the break, we're going to um, talk to some football. Um, I was at Vista Ridge last week. We're going to uh, that uh, watch the Ranger, Rangers beat uh, Cedar Ridge. Um, and I tell you, that defense at, C- at Vista Ridge is so good. But we'll talk more about that shortly after the break. Um, and then we'll talk to Jay Plotkin, um later on. So stick around and uh, we'll be back. Okay, we're back. Um, got Jay Plotkin on the phone who has covered all 17 of these previous Westlake Lake Travis games. We're going to chat a little bit about some of the games, some of the favorite moments that he and I have both had. I've covered, I want to say five of these games, but um, we'll talk about some of our favorite moments, uh, looking back at the history, some of the key players, and um, we'll go ahead and get started. Welcome, Jay. Uh, I'm glad to have hey, you, Michael, thank you on the program. So um, thank you. let's start with the quick, the first quick question. What has been your favorite Lake Travis Westlake game? Um, I think the, the favorite one, um, there are two that really stand out. One was 2019, which was, um, kind of the, I guess it goes down as the Hudson card game, uh, where he rallied Lake Travis, uh, to a 26, 25 win on basically one foot. He would miss most of the rest of the season, but that was, uh, kind of a signature game for him. And then before that was one maybe in 2012 where Lake Travis rallied late, uh, didn't play very well, and won it on a 96-yard pass from Baker Mayfield to Grant Foster with about three minutes left. In both of those games, you know, the score, the winning score came with about three minutes left, and they had to hold on. I think Westlake had field goal tries in both of them to to tie it in 2012 and win it in 2019, but both field goals obviously came up short. Um, those are the two games that, that really stand out as uh, classics, if you will, in the series. And there's not been a lot of those games. I mean, these, this has always been whoever wins is usually it's pretty lopsided. Um, why do you think that is? I mean, like, it's, it's such a weird rivalry being so – I mean, it is heated. I've, you know, we've been there. We've seen the atmosphere. We're down on the field. It's oftentimes heated, but these games not really been close. So yeah, I think, um, you know, part of the series, uh, one of the teams has been a little bit down. Um, and so that contributes to it a little bit. But when you have these, these games against high-powered teams, you know, momentum is a big thing. And when one team grabs it, um, wild stuff can happen and you know that kind of one of the things that one of the games where that reminds that that kind of played out was 2015 uh westlake was really good sam ellinger was a junior and he was the 
on his way to being the player of the year in the state. And, uh, you know, the game was pretty close early. And then all of a sudden Lake Travis caught fire and uh, put a little pressure on him and, and ran away and hit a little bit. And so what everybody thought was going to be a close game turned into 35 to 14. Uh, yeah, just one of those things where a break can lead to, to a couple scores. And then once you have to play from behind against a really good team, you, you force some things. And uh, more often than not, when you do that, you pay. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it should, and I think it's important to note too, in that 2015 game, you, you're right. I mean, it was Westlake, you know, everybody thought this was the year Westlake does it. This is the year after, you know, Lake Travis won what? One, two, three, four, eight. I think they had won like seven or eight in a row, seven and seven or eight at that point. Yeah. Right. And, you know, people thought this was the year and then they just came out flat in that second half and Lake Travis took advantage of it. I remember that game quite well, but it should also be noted too, that both of those teams went on to play in the state championship game that year. Um, that's one of the things about this rivalry. I think, uh, so they've played in 17 times in six, in 16 seasons. They, they did not play in 2020. If you want to count that as well. Um, I think almost every year, one of the teams, if not both have made it to the state semifinals. And then, like I think there's only been a handful of years where one of them hasn't played for the state championship. And then, of course, you mentioned 2016 when uh, both of them played in the state championship. Westlake played and lost to North Shore in the, I guess it was 5A back then, Division One game. Mm-hmm. And then Lake Travis had to play that historic KD team uh, after that and got beat, uh, I think, like 34 to 7. Um, it wasn't very close. I remember both. I was, I, yeah. they, that, that was the year too. They also moved them to uh, Houston to play at yeah. Alliance stadium. And, you know, I, I so, remember both yeah. those games and the West the two game, Austin teams basically playing a road game. Right. And exactly Katie. And, uh, and then Cedar park played before that. And I think they also played a Houston school, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I think maybe Manville yeah. or something like that, but yeah. Um, yeah, that was a big day. Had a chance to be a really, really big day for for Central Texas football, and none of it happened. Right. Going back uh, to what you said too, it was also like an away game for all three teams. Yeah. So uh, that was, I think Westlake and North Shore went to overtime. It did, and I've I remember I I remember I made I made Todd Dodge mad in the post conference uh, presently because the first question I asked was why did you not give Sam Ellinger the ball. In that right, they were like on the they were like on the three yard line or four yard line, I think. Um, and Sam has just been moving the ball, moving the ball, and he, they called a screen pass on the out, and it didn't do anything. And I was like, well, why? You, you know, your best player has been moving you down the field. Why did you not give him the ball? But you know, I guess close. Yeah, sometimes co- sometimes coaches don't like to be second guessed in tight games. <laughs> no, and, and again, Who knew? hindsight is twenty twenty. So you know. <laughs> you can right. you question that call every day, but I think Todd did okay. Yeah. He went on to win three more at uh, Westlake. Uh, yeah, finished on a high note. Yeah, and um, but we've you've mentioned a couple big names like Hudson Card, Baker Mayfield, uh, Sam Ellinger. There's been a lot of I mean, who's who in football in Texas, especially that has played in this game, and I think that's one of the. Do you agree with me that that's one of the really interesting parts about this Westlake Lake Travis rivalry is like 
it's you don't these kids are going to go on and you're going to hear these names probably some of these names down the road five six seven years later uh maybe yeah i think that there's certainly been um been their share of them uh you know it started in the first game where uh westlake's quarterback was nick Foles, and Mm -hmm. and their kicker was a guy who went on to uh a modicum of success both in college and, and the NFL and Justin Tucker. I mean, he's probably going to go down as the most accurate kicker in NFL history. Uh, had a pretty big kick when he was, uh, was kicking for the Longhorns as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garrett Gilbert was, was in those games for Lake Travis. Uh, you know, I think he's still hanging on as a, as a backup quarterback in the league, but, uh, you know, you mentioned we were talking earlier. Ryan Swope was the was a guy who had an NFL cup of coffee in the game, mm-hmm. who played in, in a couple of these games. But uh, yeah, whether it's you know guys like Baker and Garrett Wilson now, and Sam and Kylan Granson, uh, Justin Tucker, um, Bryce Hager, there's uh, Brendan Hymas, who's uh, offensive lineman for like Travis, is playing for the Chargers. Uh, Cameron Dicker. Mm-hmm. kicking for the Chargers. Uh, you know, there's there's a fair number of players who are both active in the NFL and who have had time in the NFL as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a unique element to this game, I think, and uh, to the rivalry, and it's, it's part of what makes it really cool. When you have, you know, NFL-caliber players, uh, you're going to see some pretty good football. Right. And, you know, it's, it's funny that two of those players are kickers. And, you, you know, Justin Tucker – Definitely is probably a Hall of Famer, you know, who, you know, you can make that argument, I guess, that he's going to be a Hall of Famer someday. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, if, he could, if he finishes on the anywhere near the current path he's on, and he's, you know, can you name five, five NFL kickers who were more, who are going to have been more accomplished? I, I think mean, Morton Anderson is one, obviously, but um, He's going to be on that very, very short list. Right. I, I was going to say, Morton Anderson and Gary Anderson are probably the only two kickers that come to mind. Um, okay. Then the NFL. So, and that's going back to my childhood. God, now I'm old. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, we're, we're both getting up there. I think so. I mean, and we got number 18 on the horizon on Friday. It's at Lake Travis. Lake Travis is kind of, um, it, that, that stadium is kind of an interesting thing. It's not. It, I think it holds sound better than Westlake a little bit. It's it's always loud. Um, I mean, what kind of atmosphere? I mean, obviously it's a rivalry game. We know the atmosphere. What kind of atmosphere are we going to see? We're going to see Friday. Uh, think? I think it's going to be electric. Um, you know, the one of the weird things about this rivalry is you know they, these teams have been in the same district since twenty twenty twelve, but this game is not home and home every year. Uh, for some reason, the cycle uh, has been kind of two on, two off. So 2021 and 2022, the game was in Westlake. Uh, the last time Lake Travis and Westlake played at Lake Travis was 2019. They were supposed to play in 2020. Uh, Lake Travis had a COVID outbreak toward the end of the year, had to cancel the game. And so it's one of those weird deals where no one on either of these rosters has played this game in this building. And so the fans are obviously hyped up about it. Um, the way the stadium, the, the Lake Travis stadium sets up, it's probably two thirds of the capacity is on the home side. Mm-hmm. And um, those stands will be full. And uh, I know that the Westlake side of it is already sold out. Uh, 
there's going to be standing room only in the crowd. Uh, this game also has a lot of people who will be on the sidelines, yep. uh, people affiliated with the schools. It's going to have a lot of media attention. Uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, hyped up and loud. And like you mentioned, that place that cut into the side of a hill, mm-hmm. uh, the sound kind of stays around. And uh, it's going to be, I, I feel like this will be as wild of a, of a, cr- of a crowd atmosphere as, as we've had in, in a few years. The last couple of years in Westlake have been really good. Uh, but I think that this one, you got kind of the rabid Lake Travis fan base who's dying to, to regain the upper hand in the rivalry. Uh, you know, the Lake Travis players, the, you know, they always have the, the whole idea of avenging every loss. And so this is one that they lost last year and they'll be looking to kind of make that right for their fans. Um, there's just going to be a lot going on and, and a lot of people there. And I imagine they'll get there pretty early. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's one thing I will advise anybody that goes out to this game is get there early because parking is not ideal, if you will. And um, I, I think I've had to walk from like the far parking lot close to six twenty almost every time I go yeah. out there. Um, but uh and you know, you meant we were talking about Lake Travis and the rabid fans, but I th- I think one of the most fun things for me and I, the last game I was out there was I think 2016, and I think that game was at Lake Travis if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. and that was a, it was the student sections were just so fun to watch, and the signs I I think there was one sign and if I'm not mistaken there was a sign that once and I remember it well. It said last time Lake Lake or Westlake won this game, the original iPhone came out. But this st- I remember those as well. Lake Travis's sign game has been very strong in, in these, and it certainly was uh, while they were winning every year. Um, yeah, their students are are really good. The Westlake students are good as well. Oh yeah, and they travel. Uh, uh, yeah, but there's just going to be a lot more of the Lake Travis uh, of presence there, obviously in their mm-hmm. own building. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. Uh, they're always pretty creative mm-hmm. and always very vocal yeah. and um, not afraid to point out when they feel like uh, their opinion is better than yours. Uh, <laughs> and that goes for visiting fans and also, uh, you know, sports writers who have to pick games in the newspaper. Right. Exactly. Uh, so, um, so yeah, it, it should be, it should be a lot of fun. And, uh, just one of the elements that makes this a this a really cool event. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you. I think. I mean, this, if for a high school football atmosphere, I don't think I've ever been to one quite like a Westlake Lake Travis game, and um, and you wouldn't expect anything less. I think from two of the state's best pro- football programs that has such a historical uh, mark on mark. You right. Know. I mean, certainly over the over the last twenty years. Um, you know, Westlake's history goes back a lot further than Lake Travis's does. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, the level of success has been uh, been much more consistent. Uh, Lake Travis is, you know, at about for about the last twenty years has has really stepped it up. Only had maybe a couple of uh, of what many people would cover would call substandard years. Uh, they're coming off of one, and they're looking to to kind of rebound and and reclaim their place at the. Uh, amongst the elite in the state. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot. Westlake's won four of the last five of these. Do you think that they win, yeah. that you think they win another one? 
Um, I'm going to say I do think this but I think this has the potential to be uh, a pretty close game and a pretty low-scoring game. And while I think right now Westlake will would prevail, it would not surprise me to see like Travis win. Mm. I just feel like uh, in a game where teams are pretty evenly matched, uh, the past matters a little bit, mm-hmm. and I I need to see how Lake Travis's team against a team that has had the upper hand. Uh, I need to see these Lake Travis players, you know, guys like Caden Leone and uh, and Sam Self and Nico Hamilton uh, step up in a big game, in the biggest of the games and, and do what they've been able to do early in the season against, uh, you know, a team that is truly in their weight class. Right. And I... I, I... I don't, I mean, I think I've not seen, I've seen Lake Travis play. I, you know, we were both at the Arlington Martin game and, you know, I'm sure they've cleaned up what that, what was, what happened at that game a little bit. Cause I mean, they were clearly, yeah. a, they were clearly a better team than Arlington Martin. That's, I mean, and I would think it was closer than what the, the score was well, closer had, than what the game really was, but. Yeah. They had three touchdowns called back due to penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were in, they had, 12 to somewhere between 12 and 15 penalties in that game. I don't think they've been penalized a combined 15 times in the three games since then. So uh, clearly uh, Hank Carter and and the coaching staff drilled home discipline and, uh, and attention to detail in the ensuing week Mm -hmm. and weeks that have come since Arlington Martin. And they've played much, uh, much more penalty free football. And, you know, well, couple more minutes but we got uh you know it's talk about the coaches too i mean the tony salazar has been a part of these for since you know todd Dodge <laughs> came in there you know hank carter's been a part of these all the way dating back to i think the beginning of the rivalry um when he was he was an assistant well, he was an assistant for yeah Chandler, they got right? there carter and the staff got there for the third game in 2008 okay uh jeff dykus and his staff uh, coached the first two games. Now there is Kevin Hoffman, who is now I think coaching Lake Travis's special teams, mm-hmm. was on the Lake Travis staff. I think I think he's coached in every one of these games. Um, and there may be another, but I know I'm, I'm pretty confident that that Kevin has been on board for all of them. Uh, yeah, with uh, you know Tony Salazar taking over for uh, for Todd Dodge, they've been a part of this game since maybe 2014. Yeah, I think Todd, uh, yeah, Todd came in 2014. That was his first yeah. year. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're both really good, uh, you know, top, top level coaches and, you know, they're going to have their teams prepared. Nothing is going to surprise them, I don't think. And uh, I think they're looking forward to, uh, to an early season, early-ish season test against the, uh, another high caliber team, you know, this is the other interesting thing about the rivalry is that, you know, we want to see these, we're conditioned with college football, you know, with some of the better rivalries to see them at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You I know, think about Texas and A&M when, when they were playing, that game was always, always Thanksgiving. Um, and this game has been toward the end of the year as well. Uh, and that's kind of when as fans, we would really like to see it because, you know, in a situation where they're both, undefeated it's a district championship game 
uh, you know, somebody's going to take a lot of momentum into the playoffs, that kind of thing. But I think the coaches would tell you they would rather have it a little bit away from the away from the end of the season. So, number one, they get a good midseason measuring t- measuring stick, mm-hmm. uh, and two, they have time to recover from the physicality of the game. Uh, there have been these games where both teams have, have suffered some significant injuries, and uh, sometimes the players have made it back, and sometimes they haven't. Uh, I think that. 2016 game that you talked about, uh, you know, that game changed on like the third play when Sam Ellinger broke his hand. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the year before uh, that game at Westlake, uh, Lake Travis running back Abe Willows tore his ACL early in that game. Uh, So those are obviously not things that people are going to recover from short term, but, uh, but they play a role. And, and, and I guess from, you know, a minor injury standpoint, playing it earlier uh, is more favorable, more amenable to the to the coaches anyway. And I, I agree with you. And I think too, you, you, going back to your point about playing it at the end of the year too. You know, you you play, if you play this game at the la- one of the last two weeks of the season, and then you turn into the playoffs, such a you know you're hyped up, you've got all this energy, and you know it. The next week's kind of maybe a letdown. And it could potentially be a letdown. So when you get to the playoffs, you don't really want that letdown, especially when you have to play teams like from the Round Rock District that might, you know, they're maybe not there, but they're very close to knocking on that door of the, that level and good enough to where they could sneak out a victory yeah. and end the season in the first year. I mean, we saw that with Lake Travis uh, I mean, way back in the day with Pflugerville. Uh, Pflugerville beat them one year. Round Rock beat them two, in 2020 right. in, the, in the first round of the playoffs. So, uh, so yeah, there's there's definitely uh, – maybe that was – yeah, that was 2020. Um, yeah, there's fear of that. Um, you know, Westlake and Lake Travis uh, in the Division One ranks are – when you talk about the playoffs, are really the, the big dogs in Region 4. Mm-hmm. And – uh, you know, Round Rock has had its chance as well to get in there. Um, you know, so yeah, if you play this game late in the season, there is going to be a little bit of a drop off uh, right. when you have to go play, you know, somebody from San Antonio who Lake Travis and Westlake have typically handled very, uh, very comfortably. And then you get the Valley Week, which is, you know, pretty much, you know, pretty much a buy mm-hmm. for these guys. Um, a lot of those games are over by the end of the first quarter. Uh, before you have to kind of, I think for, for a lot of these fans in a perfect world, uh, that fourth round game, you'll see each other again. Mm-hmm. That's only happened once, but um, but it's certainly a possibility as both Westlake and Lake Travis seem to be the, by enrollment, the, the two locks for, for Division One in the district. Is a I don't know it's it's changed so much since my last real stake in the game, but I mean Bowie, I think Bowie it doesn't Bowie always like make that kind of tip the scale there a little bit with the Division One. Yeah, they have, but it, but Westlake has surpassed them enrollment wise. Okay, so yeah, so Westlake Lake Travis is automatically D one because I was you yeah know, you're looking at the playoff picture in this district. You know, it's Westlake Lake Travis. This game will probably be for the district title. But then you've well, got- Dripping Springs might have Dripping Springs wants the wants a moment of your time there. They finished second last year. Okay, I was just saying, uh, but they did lose. They did lose a lot. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I don't think it would be fair to to write the Tigers off 
before they play a game of consequence. That's fair. That's a very fair point. And I, you know, I was like, they got a big game Friday against Bowie, so that should be. And I think both are. Yeah, they can certainly they can certainly take control of their des- their mm-hmm. their playoff destiny there. Uh, yeah, looking at the latest enrollment figures westlake turned in 2842 buoy is 2830 okay so if they both go westlake goes higher okay so westlake lake travis all right well jay it's always fun talking to you about westlake lake travis we've done we've we've reached the 25 minute mark we've almost hit 30 minutes Uh so okay but uh it's always and we could probably still do this for another 15 if you want but i figure (laughs) you and i both have things we got to get done so um uh, it's always fun talking well, to you. Well, I appreciate it. I will see you Friday on the sidelines. We will definitely be. Uh, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to this one. I again, I think these games are a lot more fun at Lake Travis for some reason, but I think maybe it's just because the atmosphere is a little bit more electric. I don't know. I've had uh, there. Uh, you know, to be to be perfectly fair, and there've been yeah. some some really good games there as well, and some some tight ones. Of course, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those games where it's fun anywhere, right? They, uh, they could probably play it in a parking lot and it'd be fun, but maybe, maybe not the safest, yeah. maybe not the safest atmosphere, but definitely be fun. Maybe not, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be a great time Friday night and uh, lots of different ways to consume the game if you haven't already gotten tickets and uh, yeah, so kind of, kind of research that and, uh, but yeah, it's one of those ones that, that, that most of the eyes of Texas will be on Friday night. Yep. And you and I will have our eyes from the sideline with everybody else that's down there taking pictures and all the other media in Austin. <laughs> you would, yep. you, you might it's think there's be, no other football be, game. It's going to be a great show. You might think there's no other football in the area the, this weekend, but in most people's eyes, there isn't. So um, anyway, thanks a lot, Jay. I'll see you Friday. And um, all right, we're back. Um, thanks again, Jay, for coming on the show. Um, enjoyed having you. Always enjoy talking like Travis was like, I always enjoy talking to you, talking to Jay. He's a, he and I go way back, um, all the way back to our Austin community newspapers days back 2007, nine, 10, around those times. Um, so we've been around, we both have, you know, been in the trenches with the Westlake Lake Travis game. And, um, I, like I said earlier in the show, if there's any two people, if there's any two people that can give an objective, maybe one other person, it's myself and Jay. We both can give an objective opinion to this game. And um, even though I did once put on a Chaparral mascot head um, uh, before the 2015 game to predict Westlake would win, that went over like a lead balloon. And I will not be putting on headgear this week. But, um, you know, like I said, if there's two people that can talk to us like Lake Travis, we've been around, we've seen a few, and... I think this week's game is going to be everything just as good. Westlake's one of those teams, you know, this, the atmosphere is going to be great. The students are going to be fired up. The, you know, you got the bands, the cheerleaders. I mean, it's high school football in Texas and it's this game. is going to be the epitome of like what it is. You know, you if you want a good example of what high school football is, that's the game. And it's sold out. Um, there's going to be about 10,000 people there. The crowd's going to be loud. And that stadium, like, you know, we were talking, the stadium sits in kind of a cor- query, quarry, like in the middle of, like, hills. And so the sound just stays right there. And it's loud. The players, you know, haven't, haven't used hand signals because they can't hear. You know, it's it's going to be a great atmosphere. I'm so excited. Go to online, 
on, on the sideline sports, otssports.com um, for full coverage on Friday. We'll have galleries. We'll have stories and all, all the good stuff. I'll, even some articles up there now about the preview. There's also coverage from Tuesdays like Travis Dripping Springs game with some photos. So go check it out, otssports.com. And we will be back next week, hopefully, uh, with another episode of On the Sideline Sports. And until then, I will see you on the sidelines. 